My perspective is that consolidation is a good thing um, and that in many cases it's somewhat overdue. Um, and ultimately, you know, my belief is that we will not only continue to see further consolidation, but it remains a benefit for those who are focused on the right things. Welcome to Blood, Sweat and CPMs. I'm your host, Kurt Donnell. In today's show, we'll be speaking with Jessica Breslov, Chief Customer Officer at Index Exchange. As CCO, Jess oversees global services and operations. Her focus is on delivering world-class solutions to Index's valuable media owners, agencies, and channel partners, while scaling operations to support the company's rapid growth. Jess has worked in digital advertising since 2004. Prior to joining Index, she held several senior positions at Critio, including Executive Managing Director of the Americas, where she was instrumental in driving the company's multi-product transformation and services solutions. Previously, she spent nine years at Commission Junction, a global affiliate marketing network, where she led client services. Jess has extensive global experience in delivering client services, driving operational excellence, enabling growth, and leading transformational change. You're in for a good show today, so let's dive right in. Jess, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's kick things off, as always, with your background. How did you find your way into uh, our crazy industry and then to index? Uh, well, I have to tell you, I've been in the space for a long time. Um, you, you may remember uh, a little company called Commission Junction. Uh, I actually yes. began my career in affiliate marketing. That's, uh, nice. <laughs> that's right. I spent nearly a decade there. Um, and post that, I moved on to Critio pre-IPO, uh, spent almost another decade there. And wow. uh, an OG, I love it. <laughs> that's right, big time. And uh, I will celebrate my almost three-year anniversary at Index Exchange in a couple months, which is pretty amazing. Awesome. Well, I think we have to dive right in and address probably the biggest elephant in the room or the industry right now, which is what's an SSP and what's a DSP now. Everybody seems to be crossing lines and. All sorts of headlines about the state of the SSP landscape and all of those things. There's consolidation, SSPs working more directly with both publishers and advertisers. And then the flip side, DSPs working more directly with publishers and advertisers. What does this mean for the industry? What does it mean for Index? Obviously, you guys put out a pretty firm statement of, I think, where you stand, but would love to hear a little more. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we did put out a statement and I think Index has a, a pretty clear view on who we are and who we are not. Um, and, and, you know, I'd say in general, it's just a, a really interesting time for our industry to talk about the relationship between the DSB and the SSP and what that means for buyers and for publishers. And so um, in my mind, I, I think it kind of wraps around two different topics. Um, the first is there's been a lot of consolidation across the ecosystem, and in many ways that is spurring some of this conversation. Um, mm -hmm. My perspective is that consolidation is a good thing, um, and that in many cases it's somewhat overdue. Um, and ultimately, you know, my belief is that we will not only continue to see further consolidation, but it remains a benefit for those who are focused on the right things, right? Uh, things like efficiency, uh, transparency, and offering scale to, to customers. And so all of the noise or all of the conversation around consolidation, I think has brought um, 
a lot of introspection around uh, the DSPs and the SSPs and, and where things come together. Um, I guess, you know, to, to share my perspective more broadly is that uh, our position here is really simple. Uh, we believe in sitting on one side of the market and servicing our publisher customers. And not only is that important, but it makes it really, really easy to understand who we are and, and what we are up to and, and our ambitions. Um, there's some healthy tension that actually exists between an SSP and a DSP. And I think that that in many ways brings so much of the innovation that we've seen in the market. And, you know, both parties have to listen to each other and they have to partner together and develop solutions. And ultimately that creates an ecosystem for everybody to be successful. And so just as Andrew's letter acknowledged to the world, um, I would say it again, we're fiercely committed to transparency, fostering a fair marketplace and, uh, that that means to some extent staying in our lane and, and knowing who our customer is and being incredibly focused on them. Yeah, do you think the concerns are that lack of transparency is the biggest issue you have where it's maybe a single entity that straddles that fence a little bit? Yeah, I think transparency is paramount, uh, especially in today's world. And, you know, anytime lines are blurred, uh, it becomes a conversation around transparency. Do you anticipate there'll be more consolidation in the SSP space? I think for a while here, it's been sort of more is more in everything. And so there's a lot of uh, maybe more tier two or three SSPs that have popped up with a lot of reselling and everything seems like that's probably going to get weeded out a little bit. Do you anticipate consolidation just in the SSP side, maybe? Yeah, I think it will continue. Um, consolidation is something that the industry has been talking about for a really long time. Uh, it's not a new concept. I think what's new is that we're actually starting to see it happen. Yep. And so um, I I believe that it will continue to happen. And then I think for um, companies like Index and, and for other larger SSPs, it's it's not a bad thing. It's a healthy thing for the ecosystem where we can continue to provide innovation, transparency, and and scale um, in a way that's most efficient. I think from the publisher standpoint, it makes things a little bit easier. You know, there's always that fear that oh, there's a little incrementality over here, over there. I do think consolidating that down to you know whether it's ten or fifteen or something like that, really key players, makes our lives easier. It definitely feels like that's been a push on the publisher size to trim demand sources, not add them, which historically it's been the the adding side far more than the trimming. And so I think it's a good thing. Um, we've talked about this in a couple other episodes before. I think some of this has been driven by the push for sustainability and sort of supply path optimization, and all of those things, which I think is a little bit of curious reason to cause this to happen, but it's good. What is the index view on the sustainability push right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think uh, there's lots of different ways to talk about sustainability. I, I can tell you it's it's something that Index is incredibly focused on um, and something that we care about deeply. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I feel like um, our work there not just helps to drive a more uh, present ecosystem, but at the same time helps us to drive more efficiency for our partners. And so, you know, there's a few different ways that you can look at it. First, I think in terms of um, having a plan. So like if you think about sustainability and, and in general, kind of what I'm hearing in the market, 
I think the first part is like having a plan is really important and, and making sure that you have some clear goals against it. Um, you know, talking specifically about index, um, we are very focused across uh, five different pillars. We include data centers, product, technology, industry collaboration, operations, and employee support. And for all of those uh, areas, we have different working groups and teams who are super focused on that. Um, so having a plan matters. And I think for the companies that have been able to come up with one, it's, it's good. Um, the other thing I'd say around sustainability in general is that uh, nobody is alone um, and collaborating across uh, key partners really matters. And so we are not looking towards sustainability as something we need to complete alone. We have a lot of key partners that like we're already working with, um, AdNet Zero, IAB Working Groups and Scope 3 are just three of the partners that we're pretty engaged with today. And so, um, you know, they've helped us to really think about what our strategy is and, and how we navigate. Um, and then I think going back to kind of your other point where, you know, sustainability and growth uh, can be a balance. And I think that they mm -hmm. can complement each other. Um, in my mind, the, the call to action there and, and kind of, you know, how we how we think about it for customers is a first to understand, like, where your value is being extracted um, and then to remove any of the unnecessary hops in the supply chain. And so like, just like we talked about, right, consolidation and, you know, some of the things that we're seeing there, I think that's a big part of it. Um, fewer hops, more efficiency, you see better win rates. And so there is certainly a financial upside, um, but it's also good for the world and we have a greener yes. environment. And so that's not a bad thing either. Um, so in some ways, I think that one's a little bit duly purposed. Completely. I think the outcome is tremendous. And I think we should have cleaned up a lot of this from an efficiency standpoint. And there's probably too many players involved taking their cut along the way this whole time. And so I'm all for saving the world. And those things, I just think it's a funny reason that we finally cleaned up what was kind of a mess before <laughs> under the guise of sustainability. That, that is my only like funny element to this whole thing. I guess tying together a couple of the conversations we've had here it does, though, seem if an SSP and DSP sort of start to serve the same function, maybe it is the most efficient path. You would mention that healthy kind of push and pull. I don't know. Maybe we can unpack that one a little bit of where do you see the benefit of that push and pull seemingly outweighing, I guess, the efficiency or sustainability? Um, so I think that uh, having the separation and, and driving some of that healthy tension uh, very much aligns with what is important to a buyer and what is important to a publisher. Um, and those are, are different in, in different ways. Uh, you know, I think in, in some ways, if you listen to what is important to customers, right? So in my role, yep. uh, I oversee our global commercial teams and I speak with customers every single day and I talk to publishers and I talk with DSPs and I talk with agencies. And in my mindset, the, the mindset of the customer is really clear, um, but they're all a little bit different. And, and the commonality is that growth is king and finding partners that can create value is really important. But the way that these customers find value is, is a little bit different, right? Like publishers, they're looking to maximize their yield through potentially new formats or pricing guidance. And, you know, DSPs are hyper-focused on efficiency and ensuring really clean pipes. Like 
how often do you hear SPO, right? It's, it's all the time. Sure. And, and buyers are, are super margin focused and, and, you know, how they can meet the demands of, of the brands that are in this current environment. And so um, knowing that there are, are different needs and different outcomes required, the DSP and the SSP in partnership can create a really healthy partnership between the two. And so um, that's where I think the, the, the benefit of partnering together and, and really servicing both sides of the ecosystem separately make a big difference. I guess you're very uniquely positioned. Like you just said, you get to talk to people at all uh, sort of ends of the spectrum here. That's right. What are, what, are, what are you hearing from both sides right now? It's obviously sort of a strange time. It's not clear. Are we in a recession? Are we heading into recession? Did we skip it? Like kind of what is going on here? I think yeah. the only thing that we don't know is that we don't, or the only thing we know is that we don't know exactly what it is. And maybe you have a better crystal ball than I do. What are you hearing on both oh, sides right now? I, uh, I wish I had a really good crystal ball. I do have a lot of conversations and, and I'd say there's kind of a few different narratives that I hear. Um, on the customer side, and I'd say this is a commonality between all clients, um, relationships, I think, are more important than ever. Um, and we have leaned more heavily than ever into helping to understand the problems that our customers are facing, inherently different across different cohorts, but understanding their challenges and, and trying to solve towards them. And so, uh, you know, that, that I'd say is a big, big topic of discussion. Um, prioritizing transparency is equally important. So, you know, thinking about identity and cookie-less future and all of these different things, um, transparency is is super important and, and we've been very focused there. And then, you know, the only other one I'd say in, in terms of kind of customer feedback, and, and I think this really matters, is balancing both short and long-term growth. I hear from customers that, you know, coming into the start of the year, we all entered with kind of uncertain perspective on, on what it would bear. Um, there seems to be some incredibly positive momentum, especially in different parts of our business. You know, streaming yeah. is booming. Uh, it's a booming business for Index. It's a booming business for lots of our customers. Video is uh, top of discussion. Uh, index will be a video first exchange before the end of the year. And, and my point in sharing a couple of these things is like really thinking about how to balance uh, short and long term growth and, and capitalizing on that. And so uh, a lot of my time with customers today is spent thinking through those things and, and quite frankly, like how index can help. Um, that's really what we want to do. We want to help. Yeah, we certainly share that view at the Freestar side of things as we, you know, we look like the publisher in a lot of ways to the market, but in fact, they're running their own businesses and we're sort of that extension of their team and we just want to help and make the That's complexity right. as simple as possible and all of those things, but there's no lack of that. I wish we'd gotten rid of the uncertain times phrase during COVID. I think we yeah. used it all the time then, but it seems to still exist right now. What do you think customers should really be prioritizing? You talked about sort of the short and long-term view, anything... I don't know, specifically that you're finding more impactful or not? Yeah, um, you know, I'd say that there are some um, big trends uh, where, you know, our teams are, are focused. And, you know, in terms of prioritizing trends, that's probably a great way to seek your biggest opportunity. And so, you know, there's no shortage of ideas, I guess you could say, or innovation <laughs> no, in our no. space. We have plenty. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, there's no shortage of ideas or innovation. Um, but I think figuring out how to kind of lean into the momentum is probably uh, a good way for, for customers to kind of navigate through this time. And so I, I mentioned a couple of them already, but you know, thinking about how to prioritize video. Um, it's probably the biggest movement that I hear, not just across one type of customer, but all. And so it's, you know, multi-channel, multi-format, globally focused, and, and kind of really leaning into that. Um, sure. We have spent a lot of time thinking through that and helping customers to scale. And for us, it's been a major, major growth factor. Um, it would be impossible not to say streaming, right? Everybody is focused on streaming. And especially in the U.S., um, there's massive momentum behind it. And so, you know, it's become a really big part of our business and, and I only expect it to continue. And so, you know, how to prioritize CTV as part of your strategy is, is there. And then the last one um, that comes to mind is really just thinking about value creation. And for Index, um, one form of value creation has been kind of in the form of marketplaces, uh, a trend that we probably heard about first and foremost in Europe, and it's now a very big part of the conversation for agencies um, in the US as well. And in my mind, it really comes down to, to kind of enabling agencies or, or partners to take control in different ways and, and to create new lines of revenue generation that allow them to meet, you know, the increasing demands of, of brands or, or partners in the ecosystem. And so that's been, you know, another area where I think uh, customers are really leaning into and, and we're doing everything we can to support them there. Nice. What do you think the biggest challenges that publishers are having <laughs> on the publisher side? Because we both live on that side of things. What are the biggest challenges you've seen? We've honestly seen some major traffic uh issues and challenges and from some of the Google changes. It's been yeah. seemingly a tough first quarter and beginning of the year for several publishers. Have you guys seen that? And I don't know, any other trends you're seeing on the challenge side? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, th I think the biggest challenge that we all talk about as an industry is just um, what a more privacy centric future looks like and, and how it's inevitable, but how we as an industry prepare ourselves with, you know, changing deadlines or, um, you know, the, the deprecation of third-party cookies and, and what that actually means. And, you know, Index is a global business. And so uh, privacy and regulation is something that, you know, we, we are very much focused on across the globe. And there's just all sorts of things coming down the pike that are requiring companies to just think about what a privacy-centric future looks like. And so, um it's an open challenge, right? Because I don't think that there's sure. any one good answer and, and there's a lot of solutions. When I talk to customers, um, they often ask, well, like, what is the one? <laughs> like, what is the one thing? Uh, yeah. Or which partner do we, we, we invest with most? And, you know, where is it headed? And um, Index as, as a partner has always kind of taken more of an agnostic look and, and approach and our job is really, we think, education and thought leadership and how we can help the industry understand. Um, but inevitably, as some of these decisions are made and, and you know, to my point earlier, there is more consolidation. Um, I think that we'll be, we will continue the conversation, but start making some bigger decisions. Yeah, I, it is the million dollar question, I suppose. And I have to yeah. ask it, is Google actually getting rid of cookies next year or not? 
I don't know. We'll see. I think it's a I, I don't think see. so. I don't think there's any chance they do it next year. That's my line in the sand right now. Yeah. I think they've yeah. got too much going on over there to uh, to drop that on everybody, but I may be surprised. Maybe. <laughs> um, we'll see. Yeah. I guess on sort of looking out more broadly, what do you think the biggest challenges and opportunities are in the industry if we zoom out a little bit and we do look a year or two years out? Where are where are those? And I guess what role is index planning on playing in those? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, I am a glass half full kind of person. Um, I'm an eternal, I'm an eternal optimist. And so I have to tell you, I think that there are more opportunities than there are challenges. And sometimes, you know, in some ways, uh, challenge are just opportunities to think about things a little bit differently than maybe you had anticipated. (laughs) And so, yeah. So I, I think, um, one of the biggest opportunities or, or the biggest opportunity in our industry right now is certainly streaming. Um, we have spent the, the better part of our last year uh, learning, educating, providing insight to our publishers uh, and to our other partners. And it's it's really paid off in spades. It's a massive part of our business now. And it's something we're really excited about. I, I can tell you personally, um, it's been a journey myself learning more and more about streaming and there's just so much that I think uh, left to offer uh, in that business. And so it's pretty exciting. The details matter um, and it's going to take some collaboration across the industry to get it right. Um, but in terms of the, the momentum and the movement, again, I think that this is something that uh, will continue to grow and, and shape uh, our space. And it's exciting. It's really exciting. On those challenges, I presume you mean sort of the measurement and attribution side of things? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like you read my mind. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways uh, to measure and bring visibility to the buyer. Um, and, and same thing with what publishers are comfortable sharing. And collaboration uh, on those points, I think, only allow us to um, better solve for streaming in the future. Um, and so, yeah, measurement for sure. Because on the video side of things, obviously the IAB has some changes here with the classification of in-stream and outstream video. Have you changed your approach at Index at all as a result of those, or is it opening up new opportunities? Are you seeing some buyers that are maybe willing to spend now as it's a little more clear and bifurcated, or how has that impacted things? Yeah, I think um, so at Index, we are always uh, very happy about clarity um, and transparency. And so in terms of the new definitions that have been uh, documented, we're very much in line with them and where we can help publishers to ensure that their supply is designated the right way um, and that they can earn, quite frankly, the highest yield for their supply. We're we're all for it. Um, and again, I, I'm a big advocate of um, just a common language. And so when we have definitions to help inspire a common language, I think we find um, a lot of efficiency and quite frankly, progress. And so for us, um, it didn't come as a surprise. It's something that actually we have been working on quite a bit with an index. Video has been a massive uh, initiative and priority for us, not just this year, but last year. And so um, we're happy to have alignment and, and definitions are a good thing. Completely agree. I think it's cleaning yeah. up a lot of the supply side of things and much like SPO in some ways, we've all been able to probably benefit by either, you know, sort of the bid jamming, sending everything, the 
amount of ways that we possibly can and then you know maybe being a little unclear about what is this video versus that video and various things and i think the transparency about that whole thing is really important and hopefully should help the value exchange i think with advertisers a little bit better too where they don't have to water down their spend in certain places because the supply is watered down i think that's yep. an important shift that we'll see actually can benefit not hurt publishers over time yeah absolutely and i think you know as long as um we're all kind of thinking about supply along the same definition. Uh, we end up in a much better place. Yep. So I think to your point, it, it absolutely does help and, and it improves the value of the supply uh, that we have. And, and it's a, it's a net positive for everybody. Two eternal optimists on the, uh, the future <laughs> of cleaning up the supply. That's right. That's right. It doesn't mean that it's not hard, um, but I do yeah. think that it's it's a really good thing and it's it's progress forward for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. This has been fantastic. I do have to wrap up with the question that I ask everyone, which is, what is one piece of advice the current version of yourself would give a younger version of yourself? Um, well, let's see. I think, uh, and probably very much in line with our conversation today, uh, change is good. And we should embrace it and we should work through it um, and maybe even enjoy it just a little bit or a lot. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> As anybody in my company can attest, I think it's the thing I write and talk the most to uh, everyone about is leaning into the change and how great yeah. it is and help you become a better, more well-rounded person. And that's where the great parts of life come from. So totally I completely agree. agree. This totally has been fantastic. Jess. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you again to Jess for taking the time to chat with us today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you have a spare moment, please check us out on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or your listening platform of choice. Please leave us a review and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. For feedback or suggestions for guests, you can reach us at podcast at freestar.com. Special thanks, as always, to Matt Hanline for our music and to Caroline Romano for helping with editing, production, and making sure people know this podcast exists. Until next time.